fundraisers? We are the stewards of philanthropy. Yes, we are. Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich. This is the first day from the fundraising school, and I'm joined today by two of my colleagues, Dr. Sarah Nathan, longtime staff and faculty member at the fundraising school and the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy, now the executive director of the Middletown Community Foundation in Middletown, Ohio. Sarah, fortunately, is still with us as a faculty member of the Fundraising School and a co-editor of Achieving Excellence in Fundraising, the fifth edition. Sarah, great to have you back with us. Thanks. And Dr. Jen Shaker, a member of our academic faculty at the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy, also a faculty member of the Fundraising School and a co-editor of Achieving Excellence in Fundraising, fifth edition. Jen, great to have you back with us on the podcast. Thank you. And Sarah and Jen have co-authored Chapter 18 of Achieving Excellence in Fundraising, Fundraisers, Stewards of Philanthropy. And Sarah and Jen have collaborated on a significant amount of research for many years that is consolidated in this chapter of the fifth edition of the textbook. And, you know, Sarah, kind of overlaying all of this is the importance of understanding that fundraising is a profession. Help us understand that, please. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that this profession or this job isn't just a job anymore. Uh, it is a profession done by professionals that suggests a level of knowledge and training um, and this and research to back up that knowledge and training. This, this book of achieving excellence in fundraising is very much a testament to the professionalization of this really important mission-centric job that individuals do inside nonprofit organizations. Indeed, Jenna, Sarah mentioned, you know, this textbook itself, 39 chapters, more than 500 pages. There must be something going on here with fundraising as a profession. And, you know, why is that important for fundraisers to have that mindset for themselves and as they interact throughout their entire nonprofit organization? We think it is so important, so important that one of our goals for the book was really to raise up the role of fundraisers in fundraising. It sounds obvious, it sounds silly, but so much of the time uh, fundraisers are working behind the scenes and in ways that aren't immediately apparent to people who are seeing philanthropy from the outside. And so we thought it's so important to raise them up, to understand them more, to under understand ourselves better. So we really believe that um, being a, a, a the most successful fundraiser that each of us can be requires really some um, deep introspection and understanding of who we are and where we come from and in, in our lives. And because we bring all that to fundraising, we bring uh, how we grew up, we bring our values, we bring um, our faith traditions or lack thereof. I mean, we bring our, our how, how if we had resources growing up or if we didn't, if we grew up in a family of immigrants, all of those things are part of who we are as people and part of who we are as fundraisers. And so that that was important theme for us in putting together the not just this chapter, but the whole book, including our chapter one written by Dr. Nathan and Dr. Temple, where we encourage fundraisers to de develop their own philosophy of fundraising based on who they are and what they value and care about and the experiences they've had. And so this chapter is really an extension of that, like, okay, let's now put you in context of our field. 
And, you know, Sarah, we teach at the fundraising school about 6,000 people a year all over the world. And, and oftentimes we'll hear this consistent theme that fundraisers feel that they're treated as less than, that they're over at the kids' table, that, um, you know, their work isn't as important as, you know, the program director or the finance people and, and so forth. Uh, and yet at the fundraising school, we teach that fundraising is a management function, meaning it has to be fully integrated into everything that we're doing for an effective nonprofit organization. And building on that then, your research along with Jen and research that you've built upon from colleagues throughout the field shows that there are some consistent traits of fundraising and who fundraisers are that also enhance this idea of fundraising as a management activity and fundraising as a profession. Can you help our uh, listeners and viewers understand that please? Yeah, Jen, Jen and I looked, have, have read and, and contributed to the research about what makes a fundraiser successful, uh, what are the skills, the knowledge, and the traits, the characteristic, personal characteristics of those successful fundraisers. And we've compiled that research, that big body of research, into something that's very easily accessible by the readers of this chapter. Um, and you'll see them kind of laid out uh, really nicely in the chapter. I, I would summarize those skills and traits as people skills or empathy skills, the amazing empathy skills of fundraisers. That's that interpersonal communication, being a people person, um, that passion that fundraisers bring to their work as common threads in all of that research. Uh, and of course, we teach those things throughout the courses of the fundraising school, including the art of fundraising and others. Um, and but fundraisers aren't just good people people. They're also smart. They also know about, um, you know, the fundraising cycle. By the way, something you can learn about in our book. They know about the management functions inside the organization uh, to have an organized and successful fundraising program. And Sarah, if I'm remembering correctly from, from your and Jen's research, uh, unless you're citing the, the research of others, for example, fundraisers are much more likely to be donors than the typical citizen, right? And just that awareness alone kind of opens a doorway to understanding who they are as people. Yeah, that's great. Um, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, um, our research have sh has shown that, guess what? Most all fundraisers are also donors, are also volunteers. No surprise there. Uh, or at least we, we were glad to validate that uh, by the research. Um, but what an important part of who we are, our hearts as, as fundraisers, that this isn't just our job, but it is also our contributions into the community as donors and as volunteers and people um, engaged in our communities broadly. So fundraising is a profession. This chapter really focuses in on that. And the entire book is a testament to that fact. And Jen, as, as we you know, really describe the positives of the fundraising profession, you and Sarah in this chapter really in a very thoughtful way looked at both the opportunities and the challenges that are facing the field of professional fundraising. What are some of the highlights from that section of the chapter? You know, we feel like we are in a, a great moment for our field with fundraising research, for example. So we see this as an opportune moment to keep building 
knowledge about fundraisers and their part in the charitable triad. So that's from a work by a colleague in Australia, Cassandra Chapman, who has made a very strong case for the need to study all three pieces of that triad, fundraisers, organizations and fundraisers, donors and beneficiaries, and the relationships between and among. And so we're at a great moment to build our knowledge. And we're so grateful that fundraisers are um, willing to accept our invitations to participate in our research, right? So that's really, a, a I think, a, we're in a good moment. And we, um, so, so that's one thing we talk about in the chapter is be part of this movement, participate in the research, participate in the field, get involved with AFP. And one of the things I was just reading about AFP is just this last month, they've launched a new initiative to create a fundraiser bill of rights. So we've hmm. heard of the donor bill of rights and we've heard of the fundraising code of ethical standards, but now, and, and we in the book have a beneficiary bill of rights, yeah. uh, but AFP is recognizing the need for a fundraiser bill of rights. And so, and calling for people to be involved. And so there's a lot of good opportunity around that, that we talk about and that's continuing to happen past the moment in the time when the book came out. Um, and then I, I think another big one for me is our uh, extending, expanding the diversity of our field, welcoming more people from different backgrounds into our field and making it welcoming for them once they are here, right? So this is not just diversity, this is equity and inclusion and justice and making it welcoming for fundraisers of color, um, uh, LGBTQ fundraisers, fundraisers who may be differently abled. And so that's something I'm, I think about a lot. Our professional associations have made commitments to this. They're thinking about this as a lot, a lot, but we all need to be thinking about it in all our organizations. And so those are a couple of things that stand out for me from that section. And Sarah, your extensive uh, scholarship includes gender equity issues. One of your very first studies looking at gender right. equity in a historic U.S. nonprofit organization. And that uh, also can apply to this fundraising profession in terms of opportunities and challenges that hopefully can lead to more opportunities. Help us understand the gender lens of this work. Yeah, that's right. The, add that gender lens onto that diversity uh, lens that Jen was just talking about. Uh, fundraising profession really started like many professions in the United States as a male dominated profession. Um, in the mid 1990s, it was about 50-50 men and women. Um, and more recently, we know that the profession is dominated upwards of maybe 80%, 75, 80% uh, by women, which is great, uh, except that women are still underrepresented in leadership roles in fundraising, specifically in the nonprofit sector generally. Um, so we have some work to do there as well as we welcome and support and lift up and promote um, our colleagues of color. I think we that is equally true of all women, uh, especially women of color, because uh, we, we can do better. We want our organizations to look like the communities that we serve. Uh, so certainly having that gender lens, that diversity lens, the intersection of those two lenses uh, is really important for our profession. 
Well said, Sarah. And as we conclude here, let me ask both of you, Jen, I'll start with you and conclude with Sarah. What advice do you have for fundraisers? I mean, so much, so many of the chapters in the book, lots of techniques, templates, tools. This is more of a, a strong message and understanding that fundraising is a profession. How can fundraisers best use this chapter? What do you, advice do you have for our colleagues in the fundraising field? I, I, fundraisers don't need to feel alone. And I'm speaking to you in small organizations without any other fundraisers and uh, maybe doing fundraising and two other jobs, but you, you don't need to you may feel alone, but you're not alone, right? And so part of the, the goal of this chapter is to tell you that you you are part of a community of wonderful people. I teach fundraisers all the time. And every time I leave feeling uplifted and grateful to be in their presence. And so you are not alone. There's a community out there. Sometimes you have to work harder to find it and to be part of it. But I hope this chapter encourages people to like find their people. And, and be open-minded about who those people might be, right? Uh, they don't have to be just like you, um, but be part of that community and that, that will make us all stronger in, in our work individually and as a field. And, and candidly, the fact that there are both informal and formal associations, Sarah, is yet further evidence that fundraising is a profession. What advice do you have for fundraisers as they utilize this chapter? Yeah, I'll encourage everyone to claim professional fundraising or professional fundraiser proudly. Be proud when you say that you're a fundraiser to your friends and family members who might say, you know, something negative or slightly negative, some sort of microaggression against uh, fundraising, uh, but to claim that proudly and help dispel some of the persistent uh, myths or misconceptions about fundraising, because that enhances all of us, all of the fundraisers working together for great missions. Dr. Sarah Nathan is the executive director of the Middletown Ohio Community Foundation, a faculty member of the fundraising school after a long association directly with the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy. Dr. Jen Shaker is on our academic faculty and conducting primary research all the time at the Lilly Family School of Philanthropy, where she also serves on the faculty of the fundraising school. And they are two of the four co-editors of Achieving Excellence in Fundraising, the fifth edition, which came out in 2022, and their uh, co-authored chapter, chapter 18, Fundraisers, Stewards of Philanthropy. Now, more than ever before, uh, Achieving Excellence in Fundraising, the content from this textbook is being used to drive the content of the fundraising school. Our biggest relative advantage at the fundraising school is that wherever possible, our curriculum is research-based, evidence-based. Certainly, our faculty can supplement that with stories from their own fundraising careers. And of course, we invite participants to share their learning. As in an adult learning environment, people are learning from one another. But this textbook is foundational to the fundraising school's public courses, which are available in person in more and more U.S. cities all the time and online, either recorded or live in a virtual uh, setting um, in the United States and, of course, anywhere around the world. We can customize our training just for you. We also have quarterly webinars and, of course, these free podcasts. All this information is available on our website at philanthropy.iupui.edu forward slash the fundraising school. Our producers today are Jennifer Boffman and Mike Anthony. I'm Bill Sanjakevich, and now you are now more fully informed on this first day from the Fundraising School. Mm-hmm.